Your faithfulness is forevermore. Your faithfulness is forevermore. Your faithfulness is forevermore. Oh, your faithfulness is forevermore Lord you are faithful God there's none like you none to be compared unto you Lord we bow before your throne this morning and we worship you thank you for giving us another day thank you for preserving our lives thank you too Father for this privilege we have to come before your presence for fellowship and dear Lord we ask in the name of Jesus, let your glory be revealed, O Lord, in our lives. Let the light from your throne, Father, overshadow us, Father. May our life be transformed as we fellowship. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Dearly beloved, I welcome you once again to this devotional series. Through the week, we've been considering the footprint of Gideon. And sincerely, I feel within my spirit that the Lord is about to do something spectacular in your life. The Lord is about to give you testimonies. This year will not end. The Lord will visit you in a special way. The Lord is about to move mountains for you. The Lord is about to take you to the next level of your life. Your miracles is on the way. And I want you to key into it and believe the Lord. So shall it be in the name of Jesus. Today, our topic is Tear down your father's altar. Tear down your father's altar. And our Bible reading will be selected from the book of Judges, chapter 6, verse 25 and 26. It reads, that same night, the Lord said to him, Take the second bull from your father's head, the one seven years old. Tear down your father's altar to bow, and call down the Asherah pole beside it. Then build a proper kind of altar to the Lord your God on top of this height, using the wood of the Asherah pole that you cut down. Offer the second bull as a bond offering. Praise the Lord. Tear down your father's altar. Yesterday, we saw how Gideon responded to the angel and told him, please, if you are sending me to my people for this deliverance, if you are sending me to deliver my people from the hands of the Midianite. Please show me a sign. And yesterday we saw that the Lord showed him a sign. Gideon had an encounter with God. He had an encounter with divinity. One thing is this, that when a man have an encounter with divinity, he becomes divine. And any association with the worldly thing is an abomination. It's a contamination. It defies the, that man. The history of the Israelites 
it's very very important how they got to the stage where they are and why the angel of the Lord was making this demand from Gideon before he takes off to do what the Lord have assigned him to do the children of Israel have so much drifted away from God they have left their first love God and they have abandoned their fellowship with God and have embraced idolatry they have left the temple of God and have erected altars for their idols. Baal have taken the place of God in their lives. It is so unimaginable how man can be new to himself to take of what he used his hands to create, erect an altar and worship it like God. It is unimaginable. It's like a tailor making a gown and then hanging the gown and bow down to what he spent his or her time to make. It is unimaginable. But for the children of Israel, in their own eyes, they were so wise to believe that God does not exist anymore, but rather choose to worship the idols the foreign nations around them worshipped. The same nation that was so afraid and jealous of them because of their God. They have so much forgotten how the Lord led them in the wilderness. By the pillar of fire by night, pillar of cloud by day. How the Lord parted the Red Sea and fed them manna. Gideon and his father was not, was not, was not an exemption to all of these atrocities. They too, like other, others, other Israelites, have embraced idolatry and have erected their own altar for Baal. Like probably Gideon also have his own altar or maybe minister in his father's uh, altar too. But yet the Lord mercies endured forever. He still chose to use this same man as an instrument to bring salvation to the children of Israel. Brothers and sisters, the truth is that there is no one that God cannot use. Listening to me today, God can use you. God can turn your life around. And God is willing to use any man. He can use you. He can use me. There is no one that can go beyond God's mercies. His mercies knows no bound. It is available for everyone. In our previous lessons, we saw how God called him and yesterday we saw how um, sign and revelation was given to him but for him to move ahead to deliver his people there is need for him to destroy his father's altar to bow to destroy the idols of his father's house and call down the Asherah pole beside it why will the angel of the Lord be demanding this from Gideon say that you know when a man like I said earlier when a man encounters divinity he becomes divine any association with worldly things could pollute him to becomes an abomination and defy the mind of this man when he got when God calls man he calls him out of darkness into his marvelous light God do not call you to remain in your darkness he brings you out from your darkness into his own light. 
his father's altar to Baal for sure may likely be a snare to him it will be a temptation to him if he doesn't destroy it he will fall back into idolatry no wonder when God called Abraham he called him out of his father's house and told him Abraham come follow me I will show you a land a place and so the Lord caused man and caused us out of our sins out of our backwardness into his own marvelous life Second, we can also we can also, we can also say that uh, that Gideon was about entering into an office of a judge. Yes, he was called to be a judge over the people of Israel, and he was to be a speaker, an ambassador of God in the land of Israel, a representative of God in the entire Israel. Israel. It is therefore very very expedient that for him to sanctify his own household. For him to cleanse his own household, for him to cleanse his own life and lead by example. We saw the life and how Gideon rep- responded to the to the demand of the angel, who the Lord said, sent. Judges chapter 6, verse 27 and 28. It reads: So Gideon took ten of his servants and did as the Lord told him. But because he was afraid of his family and the men of the town, he did it at night rather than in the daytime. In the morning, when the men of the town got up, there was Baal's altar demolished, with the Asherah pole beside it cut down, and the second bull sacrificed on the newly built altar. When the people woke up that morning, they saw that a new altar had been erected. Oh, a new man, a new, a new, a new altar, an altar of God had been erected in the life and the family of Gideon. They were so surprised. Gideon had taken the bold step in obedience to God, doing as the Lord demanded. Dearly beloved, as the Lord is set to bring deliverance, just as Gideon and the entire Israelite, as the Lord is set to bring healing over your life. As the Lord is set to do miracles over your life as the year running to an end. As the Lord is set to give you testimonies, promotions. As the Lord is set to, to, to bless your home. This season of the year is calling on you today to tear down your father's altar. To tear down those altars that stand against you and your God. Those altars that will speak against God's miracles, God's hands upon your life. These altars could be those things that have taken the place of God in your life. You know them. Those things that stand between you and God. It could be a lifestyle. It could be a habit. It could be a relationship. It could be your job. You know them. You know those things that stand between you and God. You know those things that stand, that take you away from God. The Lord is calling you. It could be as small as those movies in your phone. It could be as small as that pornography in your phone. It could be those songs that is there in your phone. It could be those things you watch and read in your secret. The Lord is calling you. Tear down your father's altar. Tear down those altars. You can't go too far with these altars. Standing between you and God. It will surely enslave you. Your deliverance won't last. God is also calling you today 
to erect a new altar, an altar for him in your heart, a place he will make a covenant with you. He wants you to wants to be the first and last in your life and ensure that your deliverance, your testimonies, your healings, your miracles are sustained forever. He wants you to remain in his light and in his blessings. He doesn't want the enemy to snatch it and accuse you and snatch away the blessings from you. So the Lord is calling you to erect an altar and destroy everything that will stand between you and him. And brothers and sisters, for everyone that have surrendered their life to Christ Jesus, for everyone that have you know, surrendered and given their life and have continued in this work with our God, I want to encourage you to remain. The book of Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 says, Stand fast therefore in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Do not go back to these, or to, these, to, to these evil altars. Do not go back to these altars that would derail you from God. Remain steadfast. And if you are listening to me, you have derailed from God. You have gone against God. You, you, you have backslided. Lord, mercy is forever sure. And his mercy is abundant for you today. For as many that call upon his name, the Lord will surely answer them. The Bible made it clear that if we confess our sins, the Lord is faithful and just to answer us. The Lord is ready to answer you today and restore you to the land of glory. And if you are listening to me, you've not given your life to Christ Jesus, oh, the Lord's mercy is abundant for you today. And the Lord is calling you forth and saying, come to me. The book of John chapter 1 verse 12 and 13. For those who believe in him, even those that believe in his name, oh, they have been given the power to become the sons of God. Sons not born of natural descent, but sons born of God. If you have not given your life to Christ Jesus, it is time for you to come to the kingdom of God. And I want you to join me in this prayer. Lord Jesus, I welcome you today. I surrender my life, as, surrender my life to you as my Lord and personal Savior. Please forgive me my sins and welcome me to the kingdom of God. I, I, I want to live my life for you, so take over my life and rule over my life for today. I confess you as my Lord and personal Savior. In Jesus' name, if you have said this prayer, I welcome you gladly and encourage you in the, from what Paul said in the book of Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made you free and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. As you have done this, I want you to start a new life. And it starts by you praying. It starts by you studying the word of God. It starts by you joining a, a, a Bible-believing fellowship where you'll be fed by the word of God. And I encourage you to continue in this path. And the Lord God Almighty, we, we bless you with the blessings of his kingdom. Dearly beloved, I pray for you today that the Lord will sustain you. Your miracles will not be snatched. I pray the Lord will give you the grace to destroy every altar that is standing and speaking against you. I pray that in the name of Jesus, those altars shall be broken. Every entanglement and every bondage that have held you down, I speak to it this morning, that in the name of Jesus, those bonds are broken. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, blessed Father, because you've answered our prayers. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. Dearly beloved, congratulations and have a wonderful day. We hope to, for you to join us tomorrow as we fellowship.
May the Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.